Welcome back to uh, Story to Tell. Uh, we are excited to be back with y'all. It's been a, a couple of weeks because, uh, just to be honest with you, life has uh, been a little bit busier slash crazier than normal, which I know that y'all may find that hard to believe, those of you that know us uh, fairly well. but uh, we It's um, looked different. <laughs> that it has. And so, uh, but we, we didn't want to miss opportunity to uh, share with y'all what uh, we've been discussing for the past uh, couple of weeks, but we also didn't want to rush it uh, just to put something out there. So uh, here we are again uh, with episode three. I think it actually ties in really well with um, just kind of what, where we've been in the last couple of weeks too of of kind of expecting something and then not, and then expecting something and then not. And it was just always this ebb and flow. And we're like, man, if we could just have what we wanted now. And it just never came. And it finally did, but it wasn't in our timing. And I think that's kind of where we're going today of like, of you know, you ask the question when, What you want isn't what God wants. What does that look like? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you that question first. When what you want isn't what God wants, or at least not what he wants right then. It's probably a better... Mm, Yeah, that is... um... That's a tough one. Uh, we've walked through that together. Uh, we've both been through that individually. Um, but yeah, when you ask that question, when you think about that thought of when we want something different for ourselves than what God wants for us, um, yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a fun topic for me. Um, I, I have a a personal story on on that one in in ministry and. Um, a little over eight and a half years ago or so, we um, we loved where we were. Uh, we were serving in, in a church, not on staff, but uh, we had a uh, just over one-year-old son. Matthew was learning to walk and running all over the soccer field at, at American Christian Academy, and uh, you were coaching soccer, and I was trying to figure out what the heck soccer was about. Life um, was crazy. And yeah, <laughs> imagine that. Um, I had, had the opportunity to work with students, and I was teaching math, and um, for those of you that know me, you you know that, that that's something that I enjoy. I get to be with students and I get to do math, and those are which is very weird. Two of my passions. Hey, they're my passions, so they can be weird to y'all. Yeah, I love students, but why <laughs> numbers? That's always been my thing. I've always liked numbers, but um, so yeah, we were in the middle of all of that, but. In our conversations, we felt like there was more. There was something that we were missing out on, even though everything seemed really good. And so we pursued getting back into ministry and what that would look like. And the odd thing is there were, for the first time that I'd ever experienced, there were multiple opportunities, multiple doors were opened, and we had to learn how to say no uh, to some of those doors and close those because it wasn't what God wanted. And that was very difficult uh, because we were like, wow, God's just opened up all of this stuff. Oh, wait, there's another one. Oh, wait, there's another one. And uh, we're standing in a room. Like to see doors open and then choosing which one to go through. 
Uh, I imagine it's the same pressure that people feel on those game shows when you've got to choose door number one, door number two, door number three. I don't, I don't really know. Or in a haunted house. <laughs> or in a haunted house, you're looking and going, "Hey, uh, you got four paths you can take. One of them is going to be the exit. The other three are some of the scariest filled, things you've ever seen." <laughs> filled with horrible things. Yeah, um, but it was, it was really, really neat to see that. But there was, there was a lot of weight. Uh, to being able to say no, uh, and that's not always something that uh, that I'm good at. But um, we had an opportunity uh, that showed up that that I think we both were excited about. It was mm-hmm. an open door to full time ministry, and that was going to be a brand new adventure at the time. And uh, gosh, I just remember us going through all of that and getting excited about it, and me turning down. Uh, things because I thought that that's what God wanted us to do. I turned down other churches that were part time. Other interviews. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah. There were some places that uh, that there were job offers, and I was just like, "No, this isn't what I was supposed to do." And I still believe though that the answer was right for those, but I really felt like God was leading us to this one position. And the the crazy thing about it was that. Um, we went to that church. We sat in the parking lot, and uh, we spent time in prayer together over that church and over that position and over God's direction for our life. And for the first time and probably one of the very, very, very few times in my life, I had an immediate answer, but it was one that I didn't like. I had an immediate... What was that answer? That answer was a no. This is not who? for this is not for you. I had an answer from God who said, "No, this is not what you're supposed to do." Yeah, and um, all of you was saying, "Yes, this sounds great." Yes, yeah, uh, except for the pit that was in my stomach, mm. the opposite of peace, which we pay, prayed for. Um, he gave me immediate discomfort, um, and I was like, "Hey, maybe that's something I ate. Maybe it's just nerves. Maybe it's..." The enemy mm. trying to deter me from what it is I'm supposed to do, so I kept pushing forward. Mm. Um, and we went a couple of weeks praying, continuing to pray, continuing to pray, and then the pastor called because uh, it was down to two candidates. Uh, the pastor called and said, hey, uh, we're going to offer it to the other guy. And as soon as I saw his number on the phone, I knew what was coming, mm. but I wasn't happy about it. And... That is one of the most distinct times in life that I remember being upset with God because I didn't get what I wanted. Just maybe a couple of months later, he opens another door that sends us to Florida, which is exactly where he wanted us to be. Uh, And so I don't regret him working those things out. But in that moment, it was tough. It was very, very tough to, to be okay not getting what I wanted. Yeah. And that sounds extremely selfish now because it was. Uh but that was that was a very tough lesson for for me to learn was hey, just because um just because God opened a door or showed you a, a path or whatever doesn't mean that that was going to be the one that he was going to take you all the way down. Um and I had to learn that sometimes he he wants to see how far we're willing to go, 
how far what we're willing to give up to follow him. You know, Proverbs 16:9 says the the mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And for me in that moment, I had my way planned. I had every bit mm. of it planned. You did. I did. Yeah. I had every bit of it planned and yet God said, "No, your steps are going to go this way mm. instead." Uh, and that was tough. Isn't that crazy? Like so so many times we're on a journey or we're, you know, we're on a trail and and we envision it to go just a certain way. We envision it to look a certain way or, you know, maybe we have a, a road trip planned or maybe we have a yeah. um, a trip um, with family or friends. And, you know, you have some people that are, you know, when they go on the trip, like they plan it down, like very itinerary oriented, like down to the hour, the minute of what you're doing. John, what does that look like? <laughs> uh so that's Josh's brother, and yeah. they often have trips that way. Yeah, um, I've never had a trip that way, but that's fine. But, you know, and then you have some, like me, I like to have ideas of things to do on a trip, but I don't really like to have a game plan. I like it to be ebb and flow, and I like to, hey, you know, we can do all of these things. These things are all at our options, so I know what options we have available, but just kind of feel what the day looks like. Uh, what the weather's going to be like, what freedom I'm of, feeling Freedom like. of choice, maybe. Freedom of choice. I love it. Um, being able to do that. And then you have some that are just like, you know, flip a coin, let's go. <laughs> and I'm all about that too, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love I love to explore. Um, so I'm probably more on that opposite spectrum end. But, um, you know, for the most part, people like to know what's coming, what to expect mm. on, on an adventure. Um, and I think, a lot of times when you look at like, you know, when we're expecting something and it doesn't turn out the way we plan, what does that look like? And that can be really tough in life. Yeah. And um, I know that like you've often talked about like this particular um, part in your story and your journey um, as being like a, a marker and something that you can look back on and having that, that Karen that gives you just a place to know that, Hey, like this is where you are on the trail. This is where you're going. You're going the right direction. You've been here before. You can make it back. You can come back. You can go forward but you know that like you're on the right path and always having that marker of even when you feel like you've taken some steps back and you've had to backtrack a little bit, knowing that you're on the right path. um, I think it's good to have markers in our life, things that give us, Hey, like I'm, I'm moving in the right direction. I'm going, um, I'm on the right trail. Like I'm yeah. not getting lost. I, I haven't taken the wrong turn. I didn't miss something. Um, but eventually this is going to lead me out to something. I find it interesting that uh, you bring up the uh, spiritual markers in in all of this because that's been one of those things that's been uh, something that we've discussed several times, uh, even in... Um, uh, it was a study that we did with the students and stuff, just how important uh, those markers are in our life to kind of bring us back to where we're supposed to be or 
even one of those things that you find where, hey, we're never going back past this point. We've came so far. Uh, we've gotten to this place, and I'm setting up this marker, marker so that we'll never go back to who we were before this. And I'm just remembering uh, where you came from, right? Yeah, yeah, and and being able to go back and uh, there's there's a place in scripture, and I don't don't have it because that we. I didn't have that plan to go there. Uh, funny that. Um, but uh, just talking about how you can set up those stones and when your children's children pass by, you can tell the story of what God had done uh, there in the Old Testament on that Israelite journey out of Egypt. But um, it's one of those things that we get to do as well. Uh, we get to these places and we get to tell people, hey, I've been in this place before, and this is what I've seen God do. This is what happened. This is where I was. And so um, I'm familiar with this, and so I don't have to go back because we've been here uh, before. But, mm. um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really neat that you bring out the, the spiritual marker side of that because that's just been a, a huge thing for us uh, over this past year. Mm. Uh, but I do want to uh, flip that question to you when you want – when what you want isn't what God wants, what does that look like? What are your personal intuitions, your stories, your thoughts on on that for for yourself? Um, I won't say any of it. <laughs> um, no, I think that so much in in our world is never what we expect, and. Um, I think sometimes, if we're honest, I think if it's something that we expect, then sometimes we're let down. I mm. think our expectations are higher than um, what the outcome is. And so I think sometimes if we have an expectation of what things are going to be or what things are going to look like, then even it's, if it's exactly the same thing that we expected to happen, we, there's like a lackluster like feeling that we get afterwards. I think, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thought about like um, when maybe people are in, getting engaged and they are expecting it to happen. And so they have yeah. some sort of, you know, thought up in their head. And that dream engagement yeah, proposal. But, yeah, but not even that. Like they just, they know that potentially it's coming. And yeah, it's still great. And yeah, they still enjoy it and it's amazing. But I wonder like sometimes if there's like a lackluster feeling with it. And um, sometimes there's, um, you know, hey, like I knew maybe this job promotion was coming to me and, um, you know, I was expecting it. And then whenever it comes, you're like, yes, like I'm glad yeah. I got it. Yeah. But that's it. Like, it's not yeah. even like you kind of lose the surprise and the shock and the awe of everything. And um, so I think that sometimes what we want a lot of times is not necessarily what we expect or what maybe God wants or um, maybe not in his timing. Um, I feel like is what I like more so in that because... I mean, I guess there are things that God doesn't necessarily want for us, um, but I feel like a lot of times if we're having that communication with Him and we're open and we're honest, I feel like um, 
it may be if we want, it is also the same things that he wants, but yeah. maybe just not in his timing. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes that's a harder thing to chew too, of like knowing, hey, like I feel like this is what I'm called to do. I feel like this is something that like um, would be really good. Uh, maybe it's a new business venture that I want to go into and I really feel called to do it. And um, I really feel like it'd be great for our community and it's something that our community doesn't have and um, something I'm very passionate about. And, yeah. and I have all of these thoughts and feelings about it. But God says, just hang in there. Like I'm putting things in place. I'm putting all of the pieces of the puzzle together you just have to wait, and that sucks. Yeah, that's that's a tough place to be, isn't it? It's a tough place to be, and um, I think no matter what our story looks like, I think you know we can even take it to those that maybe you know had um, expected a child, hmm. and. Um, that child um, wasn't able to survive outside of the womb or, mm -hmm. um, you know, had a miscarriage or um, maybe um, there's a car accident or um, just family members passing away and just all sorts of things. I feel like our expectation is never loss. And anytime or a lot of times it's not loss. Yeah. Um, and I think anytime we have an expectation of what the future holds, it's never without anybody or anyone. It's always adding to. Yeah. And um, what does that look like? And how does how does that fit in? And that's hard. Um, I think even, you know, in my own experiences um, of kind of walking through different things, my expectation is a timeline. And I have a timeline of um, being able to com to complete. And um, if I don't meet that timeline, then therefore I feel like I failed. and I Or that I'm not doing enough. And if I'm not doing enough, then I'm a failure. And, um, and a lot of times God's just saying, Allie, I just need you to rest. Yeah. Allie, I just need you to wait on me. You need to hold your horses. So much goodness is coming out of this. It's my process, not yours. It's my journey, not yours. It's my trail, and I've created it. Do not try to cut across and bushwhack through the craziness of, of a canyon. Um, I, but so often I want to try to make it so much harder on myself because I would just want to get to the end and I just want to see what's coming and I want to see the finish line or yeah. at least have some sort of vision because I have the expectation of um, if, if I'm not making progress, if I'm not showing um, enough or... Um, uh, if, if things don't look a particular way to me, then therefore I've failed. Yeah. Um, or even like, even if I have setbacks, if I have things in, in my life, uh, there's, there's things in my past that, um, 
that I feel triggered by, things that um, um, are emotionally and physically um, triggering to me. And so anytime I have what I would call a trigger or emotional or physical response to something, I automatically feel like I fail because I wasn't able to overcome that trigger or I couldn't um, get out of my own head in that trigger or I couldn't um, see the truth. Yeah. And um, I battle that so much. So I feel like um, for me it, it can go in so many different directions of the things that I want versus what God wants um, and what the world wants. Um, I think that, you know, we could explore that a little bit. Like let's say that um, maybe the things that you wanted is not what your family wanted or what your friends wanted. Tell me about some different things. I know like school wise, like you could probably say like the things that you wanted in school was maybe not necessarily. Yeah. My parents definitely didn't want me to take seven years to get a math degree, but hey, here we are rocking that, uh, that math degree. Um, yeah, there were, there were definitely times in my life that's not even in the whole faith walk. It, and and I can't separate them because they all tie together because God had a different plan for me, but mm-hmm. it took me a little while to see that plan, um, practically till my senior year in college to mm-hmm. see that plan. So why do you think that? Why do you think that? Because we, I think anybody can do that. Like, why is it hard for us to see a plan other than our own? Maybe. I really think it comes down to us not doing our homework beforehand. And by by saying that, not saying that, hey, we've not looked at the classes that go into a major or uh, we've not weighed the options or or whatever it's going to take to complete a task. But when I say by, by not doing our homework beforehand, for me, oftentimes I find myself in a path that I wasn't supposed to be on because... It was something that I envisioned. It was something that I have tackled myself. It was something that I didn't seek God's face on. Mm. And when I don't allow him in the equation, the math is never right. Mm. Uh, When I don't allow him to be a part of the decision-making, eventually he makes himself a part of the decision-making because he brings me back to where I was was originally or mm-hmm. where I was supposed to be. And we kind of go like the Israelites did on their journey. We go through the wilderness before he allows me to realize, hey, I've got something completely different for you, yeah. and I'm just waiting on you to trust me. So even those those that maybe that don't necessarily have faith, but maybe they choose to go out and do things maybe without consulting with friends, family, yeah. um and just kind of, you know, throwing caution to the wind yeah. maybe is a equivalent. Yeah, and it's just it's one of those things that whether whether you are a believer or not, whether you have faith or not, we do that from time to time because we don't weigh every single option. We don't spend time getting into it. We are we are a product of a fast food society, and we can drive through, we can order what we want, and we get it, and we may regret it later. 
Uh, but hey, it was instantaneous. And so we were able to get what we thought we wanted. And really, that wasn't what we were supposed to have now to begin with. Now we need to go work out. Yeah. And now that Big Mac is weighing on me. So yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, it's, that, is a, that is one of those, those things that no matter who you are and where you're at, um, sometimes we got to be patient for things to come. And we try to manufacture those outcomes ourselves. And mm. it doesn't work out because we need other people to be a part of that journey. We need other things to line up to make it where it all works together to bring that satisfaction, that joy uh, that we had envisioned all along, that expectation that we had that we thought was going to come didn't because we tried to do it all on our own. And that's not what our story is supposed to be about. Mm. Uh, We are relational people. No matter who you are, you're a relational person. Uh, You crave relationships, um, whether that's with a few people or lots of people. uh, Everybody's a little bit different in that, but we're not created to do life alone. Mm -hmm. And, um, And when we try to do it that way, when we try to manufacture everything ourselves, then we end up struggling on the journey. Uh, and you, you mentioned it and it's crazy that it come right back in our conversation here. You mentioned it earlier of seeing that path, seeing that trail laid out before us, but wanting to make our own way because it looks shorter Mm -hmm. because it looks like a shortcut. And, uh, we had this instance in the Grand Canyon as we're walking through, we're, we're tired. We're going uphill at this point in time. So we're in the last crawling out of the Grand Canyon, the last quarter of our journey. Yeah. Uh, and we're walking through and we're making the switchbacks and, and all this. And there was a guy, him and his friend were walking and, uh, his friend ended up being at the top of the hill waiting on him because he decided he was going to take a shortcut. It was not the side of the Canyon. Um, and he's trying to blaze his own trail there, and he is stopping like every other step because it's so much more difficult than what he would have walked originally. And he and the reason that he did that is because he thought it was going to be easier. He was taking, you know, rest break after rest break on the trail, and he's like, you know what, forget it. I cannot walk, and it. I can see that switch back over there. That's where we're going. I'm gonna cut it cut a shortcut this is going to be so much easier and he was slipping on the gravel he was trying to grab and and stretch and it was not easier i mean there's it was i don't know no he was in the world you want to do trying to pull himself up and and all this different stuff through through all of that and he got like a lot of us get in life and he just got extremely exhausted. Mm. He got really, really tired where if he would have stayed on that trail that was there, he would have walked more steps, but they would have been easier steps. And so many times in life, we don't want to walk those steps. We don't Mm. want to take all those because those seem like extra steps when really those steps make our journey just a little bit easier because the it's not as steep and it's not something that we're having to do on our own. We're not creating our own trail. And so uh, the thing thing with that in life is so many times we try to mark our own way because we think we know better than other people know. And we end up getting to the place where we have to stop way more frequently because we're just exhausted because we're trying to do it all on our own. We're, 
we're having to take that necessary stop because we're not properly fueled. We're not properly rested. Um, we don't have everything in our pack that we need. Yeah. We haven't stretched well. We haven't um, done the things that we need. And we're just staring at the end of the trail and wondering what in the world did I do wrong? Why do I feel this way? Yeah. And when is it ever going to end? What does it look like to have to take a trail knowing or you're going on a journey or going on a path or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, throw in your story. What does it look like to have to stop and rest, to have patience in that, knowing that, hey, I am on the right trail. I can see it. I'm not going to get off course because I know I'm supposed to be on this journey. I know that this is the job I'm supposed to go for. I know that this is the place I'm supposed to move to. I know that these are the the people I'm supposed to be around, the friends I'm supposed to be, the places I need to go. I know all of these different things. But I know that I'm being called to stop and rest. What does that look like? Hmm, I think that's um, it's different for everybody because um, it depends on what is occupying your time. It depends on what it is that you are having to rest from because ultimately we all can't just stop and just completely mm. Rest. We can't just lay down for days on end until our body feels like it can go again. We, because of life, you've got to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes we've got to stop and look and say, hey, this journey is part of it. And I've got to be okay that this trail continues this way and I'm not going to, I got to keep going straight. I can't cut right and, and go the shortcut. Although I know that that's my destination is up there. I can't take that shortcut because if I do, once I get to my destination, I'm going to be completely spent. I'm not going to be able to move forward. Mm. And so there are times in life where we have to pause, we have to step back, we have to say no uh, to things that are added busyness to our life. And they may be really good things. Right. But you've got to say no to those things and say, hey, right now, because of where I am, because of everything that I'm walking through, I've got to create some time for me. Mm. And as parents, that's difficult. As ministers, that's difficult. As just people in general, that's difficult to do that. But you need to hear today that that's okay. It Self-care is, it is, is okay. necessary. It is important. If you don't love yourself first, you cannot love others well. Well, there's a reason that when you fly on a plane, and I hope nobody ever has to do this, but there's a reason when they tell mm-hmm. you the oxygen mask drops down and you've got to put yours on first before you help anybody else. Mm-hmm. As a parent, that goes against what we want to do because we want to give our entire life to our children. But if you don't take care of yourself, you can't give them anything. Mm-hmm. 
I've often been told you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm. Uh, And so we have to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves so that we can continue to take care of other people. And ultimately, that is what God wants. He wants us to care for other people. He calls us to love others as we love ourselves. But many of us don't love ourselves the way that we're loving others. Mm -hmm. We don't love ourselves to that level because we want to care for other people, Mm -hmm. but we're not willing to step back and do that for ourselves. And that's not fair to you. Because we feel like it's selfish, right? We feel like if I care for myself and I don't care for others, then I'm I'm being selfish and that's not okay. Um, God's called me to love, you know, my neighbor. And so therefore I basically should love everybody else before myself. Yeah. And that's not not necessarily the case because how do we love them if we don't love ourselves, if we don't yeah. love him? Well, the you standard's know? now gone because he says for us to love others as we love ourselves. And if we don't know how to take care of ourselves and how to love ourselves properly, then we really struggle doing that well for other people. Right. And, and becoming what they need in their life in that moment. Not that we have to be things for other people, but sometimes we're placed in their life to be something that God has called us to be for them in that moment, whether it's a kind voice, whether it's just a listening ear, whether it's whatever it may be in that moment, just a good coworker that brings joy or enthusiasm to the workplace. Whatever those things are, we're called to be that person, but if we don't care for ourselves, then we can't be what we need to be for other people. And uh, so that that is definitely an important thing that we have to do. And I think people are learning that, but I still think that it's a struggle because we do feel like it is so selfish on our part. Well, I think sometimes too, I think in that same breath, we have to be okay that to, to say no, to tell others no, but I think we also have to be okay if others tell us no. Because mm, if, if yeah. we want them to be okay with, hey, I told them no, and, like, they didn't get very mad at me and, like, reject me and, like, you know, not invite me back to another event or whatever. And um, we have to, it has to go both ways. And I think that it comes back to what we said in our last episode. It comes back to fear. And then it comes to that, that fear of abandonment, right? Yeah. So if... If I step up and and I love myself and care for myself so that I can properly fuel myself, properly um, have enough food, have enough water, have enough, um, you know, muscle, endurance, yeah. strength, flexibility and all to go on this hike, go on this journey and... I don't do all of that. I'm never going to make it like I'm never going to make it to the end. And how in the world can I offer anything out of my pack, out of my, you know, storage out of anything because I haven't properly even packed my pack in the first place because I'm not even taking the right gear, the right necessities to go on the trail as it is. And so I think that we have to be okay. We cannot be afraid to stand up for ourselves, to love ourselves the way that we need to, so that we can love others. 
Um, and we can't be afraid there. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And I think it just it, a lot of that comes back to um, that expectations of, of what everything is supposed to be like. And, and we struggle with that. We, mm. we struggle with, with those things. And, and I'm sure that many of you listening have, have struggled with that in the past of just unrealistic expectations, unmet expectations. And we mm-hmm. could go so much further with, with For all sure. of that. Uh, but, it, but it is, it is a tough thing to do, uh, tough place to be. And just, having this idea of this is how everything is supposed to work out, but it works out differently. But one of the things I've found in my life is that uh, when we allow God to do what it is He wants to do, uh, it turns out much so much better than, than mm-hmm. anything that I can plan. He opens up doors for us that, uh, that we would never be able to open for ourselves. And so uh, I want to encourage you today to... to if you need to, to step back and rest, to take those moments and just, and be okay with the journey, be okay with the journey that you're on. Uh, that doesn't mean that you've got to be complacent. It doesn't mean that you've got to be, uh, anything other than what you're already doing. It doesn't mean that you failed. No, it It doesn't doesn't mean that that. you're not enough. No, definitely not. Uh, but, but it's okay to be in a place where, uh, you are working on you and and being okay with that and waiting, having that mm. patience to to walk through a door when it's open, um, because you can try and kick it down, but uh, it's not going to be You're it's not going to be really near tired. Spurty. Yeah, yeah, you are. Those doors aren't your little interior doors in the mm-hmm. house. I can tell you that much. But um, yeah, it's it's a crazy thing to deal with, but um, it is it's always tough when we want something different than what God wants for us because it usually in those moments that's where we learn some very tough life lessons uh, of patience waiting rest uh, just trusting in him uh, maybe like never before but uh, yeah that's that, that's a fun place to be so if you're in that moment let us encourage you today uh, just to, to keep trucking along uh, be who God has called you to be. Be the person that that you feel like you're supposed to be right now, and be okay. Be okay with resting and and taking a step back. Take a step back. Be be okay with knowing who you are. You got this. We all have a story to tell. <laughs>